Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. You have stumbled into a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the catalog, the discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. You know the drill if you have listened to the show before. And if you haven't before, you're new to the show. Welcome. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey how goes it? It's going good. Uh, I'm very excited tonight. We have a new game to play tonight, Mark, uh, that I'm very much looking forward to uh, to debuting. But it's a two player game, so I thought, well, mm-hmm. I, I know it's kind of last minute. Who you know who has no life? Who could we just call up on a whim to come and do a podcast? And who literally has nothing better to do than to sit here on a Zoom call with us and chat about whatever the fuck? It doesn't even matter. It could be music, it could be food, it could be whatever. And only one name popped up. And that name is John Mariano. How's it going tonight, John? I you going to call me. I was eating a quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> the viewers must, uh, or the, the listeners must know that uh, John took a big old bite of his burger right before being introduced. That right there is called perfect timing. And uh, yes, the, the cult leader himself, Mariano, has joined us for this edition. So welcome, sir. I, I am here. It was very, very last minute, folks. I got a text from Corey. I was planning a nice, beautiful dinner, and I spoiled everything just to get here, to be here for you folks, so Corey could play his game with me and Mark tonight and make us his pawns in his life. That's right. Pawns in the chess game called rock and roll, because that's what we're here to discuss, rock and roll. I'm assuming, Corey, that this game of yours has something to do with uh, how we, uh, you know, the content of the show. Am I right? You, you are right. It, it's definitely Van Halen themed. I don't want to give too much away. We're going to save that for the end of the show. Uh, but All yes, right. it, it's very much rock and roll Van Halen themed. What, well, what, what, do, what do we win? Uh, my love and respect. It's not very well thought out, Corey. I know. I mean, but but deep deep down in your heart of hearts, John, isn't that what you truly, truly want in this world is the love and respect of Corey Morissette? Have you not listened to me as I've guessed it on this show? Oh, I have. And I think it's all just a just a, a facade, if you will. The, the, the facade is I go lightly on you fellas. You know, <laughs> here, here we go. The, the winner will get 20 Timbits uh, mailed to your place of residence in the United States. There you go. Will these be flattened I... or in, in an actual box? Well, I'll, I'll be sending them Canada Post, so there's a very good chance they're going to be smushed. Um twisted uh I'll, I'll, they're barely gonna be recognizable as food i will sprinkle them in my coffee perfect there you go and uh i'm, I'm sure they'll make a great uh mush sort of a breakfast bowl it, it's fine we'll oh, we'll make do you guys are in for a treat tim bits are, are wonderful they're the only edible thing left at tim hortons here in canada 
Well, I wish to God that the Tim Hortons would uh, mosey on over the border and uh, share their wealth with the rest of us here in the States who don't have access to Tim Hortons because I keep, yeah. Well, I've got, I, I've got like four in my area. Maybe, maybe it's just because you live in the four. backwoods, Mark. Ugh, I know. Yeah, I'm not even. <laughs> I can. I, I can. I have two. I can DoorDash from. Ugh. Well, so that's that's the highlight. I is. can't even do that here in Canada. I. I, I can't. Must be it. fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't get Timmy's delivered to me. I got to get in my car and drive there like a schmuck. Ugh. I'd have to take a plane. A whole <laughs> plane. Worth it. All the Canadian I mean, guys are going to be tweeting us now saying, yeah, the, the coffee's not what it used to be, but it's still pretty good. I have to take a plane trip, find a moose, ride the moose to the Tim Hortons. Hope to God that the moose can follow directions. And then uh, and then only then can I experience the the lovely Tim Hortons that I've heard so many things about. Moose are smarter than you think, my friend. I believe it. You know what, John? I am, I am right now holding my phone up from DoorDash so Corey and Mark can see that Tim Hortons, granted, it closes in about five minutes. But if I wanted to order from right now, I could get some coffee. I could get an ice cap supreme, which I guess is some kind of ice cappuccino, mm -hmm. a muffin pack, some donuts, an actual cappuccino, iced coffee, a steak and cheddar panini. Mm -hmm. Can you, do they have Timbits? Can you get an assorted pack of Timbits? I can't right now because they're so close to closing. So I, I can't even get the donuts right now. So it's not wow. great because oh. they're closing. See, I used to work but at I'm, Tim Hortons. I used to bake those donuts and dress those donuts. They're, they're, they're magical. They're wonderful. I'm, the best I'm thing sure. about working at Tim Hortons is they never close. They only close on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So on those days, we get to fill garbage bags full of donuts and take them home. So that was my gift to my say. family was free donuts. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, surely at the end of a shift, they have they have so many like leftovers that they just have to toss that you yeah. can just you know they can give you they can give John some of the shit that they're gonna toss. Well, we, we used to trade accepted. donuts for pizza. We had a Domino's pizza next door, so we would just call them up and say, "We'll trade you like a twenty pack of donuts for an extra large pizza," and they would just walk up to the drive-through window and we'd swap because we got free donuts on our shift and they got free pizza on their shift. So. I'm just imagining all of our uh, Canadian listeners just sort of listening to this and nodding their heads like, yeah, uh -huh, yeah, that, that makes sense because it, it all makes sense. And then me from the States, I don't know. I don't know. What am I missing? What am I missing here? And your what have you. I, I'm going to say something that's probably going to be a hot take for uh, the majority. Krispy Kreme donuts are trash. They're disgusting. They're not good. All of you out there thinking they're the best donuts in the world have obviously never had a good donut because it's they're awful. And you can quote me on that. Yes, John. So, so, so Mark, while I agree with your hot take, my argument would be most people who think that Krispy Kreme are godlike donuts probably have only ever had Dunkin'. Because Dunkin' is trash. I agree. Sorry, my East Coast people, uh, um, you know, over in uh, Boston and Southie, all, all, all you folks who are just like love dunks to your heart's desire. It's not good. Sorry. So, so, so let, me, let me tell you a secret about the East Coast. Everyone thinks Dunkin's the place to go for the coffee and the donuts, but 7-Eleven tops them in both categories. Wow. Ooh. No, never I've had never a had a Dunkin'. Donut. I've never had any of those, but saying 7-Eleven is better at anything, uh, them's fighting words. 
I right, wish well, my well, name is uh, Knapsack. I was about to say, I'm, I'm sure Mr. Knapsack would agree <laughs> that there's like a whole menu of things that are better than. He's a, he's like, he's like your you boss, be. Corey. Like he he, he literally <laughs> the the other show that we that we're on together. He's the sponsor, and you're shitting on his favorite brand. Hey, I, I will say uh, they make a pretty decent pizza. I don't even want to talk to you. I'm gonna, I don't even want to be on your show anymore. I'm playing your game. Oh, come on, play the game. I work so hard. Well, speaking of uh, the game, I guess before we get to that, though, we got to do something that we always do, you guys. Uh, we have to go to the rock and poll from yes, last sir. week's episodes. We have to uh, see what the poll said. And, uh, Corey, I don't know if you have it brought up, but I do. Yeah, I have it right here. Of course, last week All was right. In a Simple Rhyme from Women and Children First. And, of course, we had... Uh, Sean and Todd from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast on had a lot of fun with those boys. Uh, we got to get them back on the show. That that was a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we had the vote for In a Simple Rhyme. Uh, not surprising out of 79 votes, 84.8% what dreams are made of, 15.2% this dream is over. And again, I'm kind of shocked that, you know, a song from one of the, you know, the first four albums got downvoted, but, you know, 15%. I mean, it's not a hit, so I guess I can understand how some people might vote. Is if it ain't a hit, they don't, then uh, they're not going to hit the yes. So, uh, or maybe they just weren't feeling it on that particular day. But in either in either case, eighty five percent ain't bad. It ain't bad. Now, uh, John's got something to say here, and then I'm going to let him finish his uh, cheeseburger. I felt like the poll was going too positive. So I can t- I can at least account for one of these votes is I took a good look at your poll. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to vote negative on this one. It'd be a shame if somebody really fucked this up. That's <laughs> the a poll you got going there. It'd be a shame uh, if somebody fucked it up. Yeah. So there you have. We, there it is. Confirmation. Confirmed. Mariano is the culprit most of the so time. Good. He was doing so yeah. good. He was voting with yeah. his heart for the last few weeks and then decided to be and a chicken then- all right, Johnny, you go ahead and finish your quarter pounder. I'm going to read some some tweets we got uh, on this uh, poll here. First, we have our good friend Tom, friend of the show, who said, haven't heard this one in a while, but I'm definitely going to be woodshedding that bass line soon. There you go. Killer bass line on that track. Uh, he also says, great day vocal band is on fire, and those harmonies are icing on the cake. And the harmonies are really the standout. Uh, everybody Absolutely. Mentioned. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hear more of that here coming up. Uh, Greg says, love this deep cut and respect to Corey for making sure growth was acknowledged. That's right. Uh, two weeks in a row, The Wheel has delivered interesting Van Halen songs that mix their softer side with hard rock. Proof that The Wheel has a plan. Well, I think we can Does all it, uh, attest to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom actually replied to that one and said, Eddie did say that the idea was that growth was supposed to be the first song on the follow-up to Women and Children First. Korshan uh, Geek and Fast Fred, they quoted and said, uh, well, I think you know how we feel about the song. And it was actually split. Uh, Sean uh, gave it a what dreams are made of, but Todd wasn't feeling it and, and voted mm-hmm. it down. I know he uh, he takes some shit on this next tweet here uh, from Jeff, and he says, this song is great, and I don't know what uh, Geek Boy or Fast Freddy was listening to. This is one of my favorites. First of all, I'll get their names right. If you're going to disparage anybody, <laughs> at least throw them the common fucking courtesy to get their names right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Todd's entitled. I, I, my favorite saying is you're not entitled to an opinion, but you're entitled to an intelligent, informed opinion. And that's what Todd's was. Um, he, he's definitely got an informed opinion. He's entitled to it, and it just didn't work for him. So um, I, I totally respect that, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. I know uh, we voted down some stuff that other people have given us shit for. So, of course, yeah. Uh, good buddy George, who is going to be on the show next week, Mark George yes. from the Middle Gods Podcast, says 
uh, you're never going to catch me voting down a women and children first song not ever to which uh the talking to infinity podcast corrected him and said uh you actually meant to say you're never going to catch me voting down a van halen song not ever there you go uh, which george says <laughs> oh there are definitely some late career van halen songs that are worth voting down and i know there's uh, one particular era that john mariano especially uh, is looking forward to ripping into if we spin it here tonight uh let's oh, go boy. down to uh, darius who says harmonies alone make this a dream song fantastic deep cut there you have it uh summed up in one perfect statement there uh airhead says uh michael is definitely pulling hard on those bass strings on this one i love the way the song changes gears like a road trip through a fun winding sections at full throttle that open up to a beautiful vista that makes you go ah that's a really cool 100%. way to put it yeah yes what a great way to say it uh Lorianne says one of my absolute favorite van halen songs that's great mm. uh next we have scott who says a great song the harmonies are mind-blowing love dave vocals on this one again thanks to wolf van halen we're getting this one on the 2015 set list. Growth was to be the intro to the follow-up to Women and Children First, but the label rushed out Diver Down, which we had uh, talked about on the show. Uh, Jonathan said, this is the song where I finally recognized the Beach Boys influence. And there you have it, yeah, because yeah, th those harmonies uh, definitely uh, reminded one of the Beach Boys, didn't they? They did a little bit, uh, but it's it's hard to compare the two only because uh, Beach those Beach Boys harmonies, are uh, they, they stand apart, stand alone, as it were. Yes, absolutely. Um, Rayana and Davey uh, both say they love this song. And uh, Thrilla Art says, people who don't like this song should just put Panama on repeat and move on. Van Halen's deep cuts are some of the best and can carry an album when the hit songs get a little tiresome. The great baseball pitchers only throw fastballs down the middle. You got to change it up. Well said, Thrilla well, Art. I agree with that sentiment. And that's all the tweets we got on last week's poll. All right. I was going to make a, a, a wise crack at uh, baseball's pitchers but i'm not gonna do that mark doesn't know enough about baseball pitchers to make a crack about them here's a fact everybody wants to make a crack about fastballs being you know like you just keep throwing fastballs mariana rivera used to announce he was throwing a cut fastball and made a career out of it so you can get away with throwing one pitch your entire life and throwing it well if you're mariana rivera uh, Ebby Calvin, Nuke Lelouch couldn't do that because uh, his catcher used to tell the batters what was coming and they would uh, knock it out of the park. That's a fictitious guy. That's just like, I'm going to steal this from Bill Burr because I just watched his act yesterday. That's just like Philadelphia celebrating a fictitious short Italian boxer instead of Joe Frazier. It makes no <laughs> sense to build that statue there. Good point. Good point. Uh, I mean, I agree, but also Rocky defeated communism by punching it right in its face. Yeah, take so, that. You know. There's no easy way out, Johnny. Yeah. If only someone did a podcast on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, because communism is alive and dead, right? Right now. <laughs> well, anyway, let's segue now. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss that on a further show, uh, uh, Communism and You. Communist uh, Talk with uh, Mark and John. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, that's a different show entirely. And uh, if you didn't think Corey had enough shows on his plate, <laughs> tune in. Um, but uh, speaking of that, yeah, a little little sort of uh, little plug for uh, Backtracks theme music that uh, my two co-hosts for this evening do host. So be sure to check that out, you guys, right here on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Yeah, we keep uh, trying to get Mark on there, but he's uh, ditching us. He keeps dodging us. I'm not ditching or dodging. It's mainly... Uh, it's 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 circumstance. Ducking. It's ducking. It's ducking. It's like Daniel Snyder dodging a, a subpoena. 
It's just like when I try to write a curse word on my phone and it changes it to ducking. At what point am I ever using the term ducking? Never is the answer. Um, but uh, speaking of answers, I would like an answer from you, Corey. Corey, what is this mysterious game you keep teasing? I told you, we're not going to do the game until after we do the songs. You're just going to okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Got a little <laughs> ahead of myself. I guess I'm just excited to get the, the ball rolling, or should I say the wheel? The That's spinning. right, you guys. You, if you've, uh, you've been here before, you know the drill, but if you haven't, there is a giant wheel that has all the Van Halen tracks on it, and we spin it. And whatever it lands on, that is the song we listen to and we discuss. We, it, it, we do not uh, uh, pick out a song ahead of time. We go into this uh, relatively cold, especially if it's a song we are not familiar with, which has happened and will probably happen again, especially if we're discussing a uh, particular era of Van Halen. So it's anybody's guess, and you can tweet at any of our uh, uh past guests if you want they can confirm the wheel exists um so before we get to spinning i gotta ask because this is what we do Corey, is there a particular track tonight or an album that you would like to hear you would like the wheel to uh bestow upon us absolutely i'm really thinking we need a gary sharon song tonight so i'm dying to get something from van halen three maybe something like josephina that's what I'm feeling tonight. I see what you're doing. And I'll pass it to John Mariano. John, is there a particular Van Halen track that you would like to manifest tonight? I would like to pick Corey's least favorite track. Which is? I have a pretty good idea of what that is. Oh, do you know? Well, I have an idea. Well, maybe not your... M- absolute least favorite but there is one in particular that you have talked about that you absolutely do not want to discuss um so maybe maybe that uh maybe that one can work i don't even know if i, I my, my my worst like my least favorite van halen song we may have done it already i remember not liking learning to see at all oh we may yeah we may have that's that's a good call um i it, it was it was a rough day today, so I would really, really appreciate if the wheel would kind of throw us a bone, give me a good rocking tune. I would not be mad at any one of the heavy hits that we have yet to cover yet, because there are plenty. There are so many still. Um, I would not be mad at that. As a matter of fact, I would be quite happy for a hit, because you know I just want to be in a, a chippier mood, and a good rocking Van Halen hit will do that. So... With all the my might, with all the power of my mind, I'm manifesting a hit. So there it is. Uh, we'll see who is right, who is wrong, and who is either uh, pleasantly surprised or absolutely just uh, sickened by whatever the wheel gives us. So, uh, Corey and Sammy, whenever you're ready, spin you know that wheel. We, uh, we will do so. And I'm going to try something a little different this week because usually – uh, and people who, if I upload this clip, can see the wheel is currently just kind of slowly spinning. Normally, I spin it once to get it to stop. It's kind of a mm-hmm. practice spin. The last few practice spins have been amazing songs. So, uh, as you can see, it's still slowly spinning. We're going to get a running start on this one here, Mark, and we're going to see if it improves our spin at all. So, here we go. Mr. Hagar, right. take it away. Oh, 
another women and children first song. Could wow. this be magic? Not a hit, but uh, hit. but from a good album. From a great album. We've already covered it. Uh, we have, yes. For, for the third consecutive <laughs> week, this is the eighth track off of Women and Children First. Uh, of course, Van Halen's third album produced by Ted Templeman. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Um, out of all the songs in this album, I I'm, I probably know this one the least. Uh, so I'm going into I, this one kind of cold, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going into this one very cold because uh, if I have heard this, it maybe it was once um, or maybe twice, but obviously not one that retained in my memory bank. Um, John, you're the guest. I'll ask you, do you have any uh, fond memories of this particular track? No, like... <clears throat> I'm a real big fan of everybody wants some off this album. Mm -hmm. I was really kind of hoping for that. Um, but <clears throat> I think it's funny because I've only been on the show a couple of times and we covered fools on my first episode with you guys. Right. And he here we are again, back on women and children first, as if this is almost like the Van Halen's only album, according to your wheel. <laughs> <laughs> only when you're around John, the, it, the wheel wants to force you to listen to more women and children first. I have no argument with this. Like, this is, you're not going to upset me by play, playing songs off this album. Well, good. That's well said, because we talked about this, Mark. Like, can you can you think of a track off the first four records that you're going to downvote? And, like, I honestly can't. Downvote, like, straight up? No. Um, some it of the songs upon, like, uh, retrospect and analyzation, maybe, perhaps, slightly, but I honestly doubt it. But in fairness, Mark doesn't remember this track, so he right. might downvote it. Right. I might. Yeah, I very well could. So we'll see. The one thing I remember from this one is, uh, I think, and someone's going to fact check me, I'm sure. I think it's the first time Eddie used the slide uh, on an album. Oh, well, uh, our buddy Eric at the Van Halen News Desk, please fact check us because I feel like he would know. If anyone's going to know, it's him. What do you say, boy? Should right. we start playing a little Could This Be Magic? Could This Be Magic from Women and Children First? Yet again, if you're paying attention at home, you're going to get to know this album real good. Uh, yeah, ready when you are. Here we go. Slide right away. I believe that's Dave uh, uh, playing a rhythm acoustic guitar on that. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Out upon the islands on a cool summer night, but you don't got to hurry to your time. What you need is on the menu and you get it tonight. But you got women's on your mind. Could this be magic or could this be love? Could this turn tragic? You know that magic often does. And I see long. All right, Mark, your thoughts so far. It's this song is penetrating my uh, Nashville sensibilities. 
like in a way I wasn't quite expecting. Um, it's, you know, obviously very blues heavy. This is a very, very much a blues track, but uh, there's a little, little hint of uh, a little bit of hint of bluegrass in there. Maybe some sort of uh, some sort of country influence, but mainly blues, which again, that's influencing me as well because of uh, my upbringing of parents from Mississippi had a lot of uh, Mississippi blues uh, sort of uh, influence in, on my early guitar playing. So yeah, this is this is kind of speaking to me in a way that I wasn't uh, I wasn't prepared for. I absolutely do not remember this track. So if I have heard it, it has left my memory. Johnny, what are you thinking? I think it's weird because it you know like Mark says bluesy bluegrassy kind kind of sound but has that van halen playfulness to it so where the blues to me really sometimes is downtrodden there's a real upbeat feel and playfulness to the licks that they're doing here and you know some 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 of that is just eddie being eddie but i think i think dave playing rhythm to to kick it off it felt like dave in a lot of ways, the way Dave sings, you, you know, scatting around a little bit on the guitar, and and it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun little ditty. Absolutely, and uh, I think you said what was right on when you talk about uh, Dave. Dave's influence all over this track and making it fun. Eddie always kind of referred to him as vaudevillian. Uh, that he was more interested in like vaudeville than he was in rock and roll. And here's kind of a good example of that. Yeah, especially. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. I was just saying, lyrically especially, that's yeah, very much uh, what John said about Dave keeping it fun. It's like, yeah, it's Van Halen, all right, with Dave's uh, stamp, just lyrically alone. Oh, 100%. Uh, could this be magic or could this be love? Could this turn tragic? You know that magic often does. Yeah, it's very much a, a Dave chorus. All right, so there's the, uh, the album title. Uh, worked into the song. You always love it when a band does that. Sail away with someone's daughter. Better save the women and children first. I hear music on the landing and there's laughter in the air. Just could be your boat is coming in. Yeah, you're leaning back and your foot tapping and got your head right. There's a full moon out tonight, baby, let's begin. She said, could this be magic or could this be love? Uh-oh. And I said, could this be tragic? You know that magic off in All right, we got a, uh, a female voice in there doing a little harmony. That's Nicolette Larson. Uh, helping out with the back uh, background verse, uh, background vocals, excuse me. Uh, this is the first time an outside artist had appeared on a Van Halen record. I just assumed that was Michael doing the, <laughs> the high parts, but uh, that's awesome. You know what I really dig about this? This, uh, and we've talked about it before on a on a previous track. This just sounds like the the boys, and then uh, uh, Nicolette. You said her name was. Yep. Uh, so all involved it, it sounds like they were just in the studio room just just in the recording room like a big spacious out and just kind of dicking around doing little ditties dave eddie just sort of you know, doing guitar stuff and then uh ted templeman just decided to hit record and he's like just do something mm -hmm. like okay 
And then, because uh, I mean, it just that's this doesn't sound uh, overproduced. It doesn't even sound like this took two takes. This sounds like like a take. And uh, because not everything is uh, perfectly uh, uh, in sync with one another, like you can act, you can hear how um, uh, the vocal uh, harmonies are. Not that the harmonies themselves are off, just that uh, people are coming in at different moments like uh dave is doing the chorus and then here comes uh the others to join him in uh with their harmonies so like they're not precisely right there on the on te in tempo um but they catch up and that's fine because that's that's what you get kind of in a live performance this this just feel this feels like a live performance like they're just playing to a very intimate audience um and then someone decided to hit the record button it's like all right let's let's, let's see what comes up from that um, and I like that. I like a sort of intimate, raw Van Halen. I agree. And uh, I'm just looking at uh, the concert uh, stats from this album, and they never played this song live. And I think it's kind of a missed opportunity. It would have been pretty cool to get Eddie and Dave just on a couple of stools uh, you know, at the front of the stage, give, uh, give uh, Mike and, and uh, Alex a break, and, and have them bust this out for a few minutes. It would have been a lot of fun. Especially I, I, in the later years. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think that what we're hearing here would be very hard to recreate live. Like it just feels kind of like Mark was saying that they recorded it like live to tape. And I, it, it feels like a moment in time just kind of trapped. And I don't mm -hmm. know that they could capture the magic, you know, not to hit, hit it too hard on the head, but I don't think that, I, I don't think that the magic could be caught again live mm -hmm. good, good point good I got to tell you about that uh, guitar. I'm just reading a little bit here. Apparently, Ted Templeman handed Eddie a bottleneck and told him to try playing slide, which is something he never even tried before. Practiced it for a few days, but really didn't know how it turned out until the, the time came. And uh, I think it turned out pretty well. It, I mean, yeah, it's it, he, it sounds like he knows what he's doing with the <laughs> with the bottleneck slide. So, yeah, why not? I mean, and it's not it's it's a little bit for all those who don't know um but uh, sean geek can uh, definitely attest to this uh, and todd it's it's a little more complicated than it would appear but it's not it's a it's almost like it's so simple to do that it's so uh uh it's hard to get it right you know what i mean like it's just you overthink it because you you would expect your your mind is wanting to tell you to press down on those strings and on the frets like really hard so you get the full sound but with a slide, you don't do that. You like just kind of graze the strings on the fretboard. Um, so I, I can understand, and this is coming from a guy who it, it took me quite a few times to get the, sl the slide aspect right in playing, and I still can't do it like that because, you know, not all of us can be Eddie Van Halen or Bonnie Raitt. Well, in fairness, you just did a gig where I think your strap came off, didn't you? Yes, and the moral of the story, kids, strap locks are your friends.
<laughs> but I finished that song without missing it without missing a note. So I, I I'm just gonna pat myself on the back. Boy. That's rock and roll the guitar right mid stride. Yeah. Johnny, is there anything cooler than when a guitar player picks up a, a beer bottle, half drunk beer bottle, and just starts playing a little uh, bottleneck slide with it? I mean, I, it's cool, but to me, the coolest is it when Jimmy Page holds, holds a pickup to an amplifier and plays feedback. Hmm. I was going to say, uh, a bottleneck slide is pretty cool unless it's Mark, and he's sitting there with a, because he had had like a bottle of Zima or something, maybe a wine cooler uh, to play uh, slide with. Not, nothing really manly, I'm thinking. <laughs> Remember Zima? <laughs> Did I just show my age there by talking about Zima? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's funny because Corey, Corey, Corey looks like both Bartles and James, and he's talking right. about Zima. That's right. <laughs> you know, I almost started. I almost broke out the uh, Bruce Willis uh, Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler uh, song uh, from the '80s, which you wouldn't remember. Wow! <laughs> no, no, I would not. But you uh, know, Bruce can... Willis had an album. That I did know. The Return of Bruno. Yeah. So, so the Joe Pesci, right? I suppose you haven't heard of Dennis Quaid and the Sharks. No, I don't. The thing is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> could this be magic? Or could this be love? And I say, could this be tragic? You know that magic I'm in. All right, that's Could This Be Magic nestled in between the last two songs we covered on this show, Mark. Take Your Whiskey Home and In a Simple Rhyme from <laughs> Women and Children First, released March 26, 1980. Uh, Johnny, what are your thoughts on this track? It's a fun track. Like, it's not, to me, very representative of the band, per se, but it's, it's, a, it's a fun filler track on, on this album. Fun filler track, I, I think, sums it up pretty well. Because when you look at, and we covered these songs last two weeks, uh, Take Your Whiskey Home and In a Simple Rhyme. Uh, you know, good rock and roll tracks. This is kind of a nice little break in between the two. Mark, what, what were you thinking? While it's not, uh, it's not going to be considered one of their uh, top-tier tracks, it doesn't have to be. I, I like what John says. It's like, it's fun filler. Um, and sometimes fun filler is that's all it needs to be. And that's all that, uh, that's all that you can, this, this to me just feels like a song that, uh, you just want to relax to like chill out, have a drink. This is a drinking song. This is, this is a straight up a drinking song in my opinion. Um, and so you don't need to have Van Halen just popping out hits all the time. Obviously we listen to Van Halen for the rock and tunes because you know, they, they can either make us feel something heartfelt or they can just party. It's all good either way. And then sometimes with this song, they can just chill it out a little bit, you know, give you something to just sort of uh, not necessarily ignore, but something to this chill the shit out and then uh, and just vibe. It's a vibe song. Absolutely. What do you say, Mark? Uh, let's vote. Uh, who wants to go first? 
I think we should let our guest go first, who may have showed his hand a little bit, but uh, he's going to show us again. John Mariano, in all your wisdom and uh, uh, your opinions and your taste in terms of Van Halen music, is could this be magic, what dreams are made of, or for you, is the dream over? My caveat is it's not necessarily my dream, but I'm sure plenty of people enjoy the harmonizations and, and the jazziness and the fun of this song. This is as much on the cusp, on the border of this one could have gone either way for me type of song there is. All right. Well said, well said. That's a very, very good point. And moving right along, Corey is uh could this be magic was it magic for you or has the magician just left the stage fun filler song is what john said and i i agree wholeheartedly it's, it's not one of those memorable uh rock and tracks from women and children that everyone's going to kind of gravitate to like an incredible rock or everybody wants some or fools or take your whiskey home uh, a nice little ditty uh you know it, it's not too long doesn't overstay its welcome i think it's only uh you know three minutes and 11 seconds uh you know you had some great uh, guitar playing in there dave i thought was great on rhythm guitar and uh you know very much a, a dave centric song you can tell he had a lot of fun with that one so i really dug this one and uh i'll happily say this is what dreams are made of mr kmeyer uh what are you thinking I reiterate all the things both of you have said. I reiterate uh, what I said earlier. This is just, uh, it's fun filler. Uh, it's a cool uh, sort of, makes me feel like it's a drinking song, even if it isn't. Uh, but it's nice overall to have something different in the catalog of Van Halen. I mean, we, we could get the usual suspect of type of song from them. As I you know mentioned earlier, they can rock the house with something that's uh, all about partying and excitement and what have you or they can uh, hit you with a power ballad that's gonna uh be heavy and uplifting and still hit you in the feels uh or you know it could be none of those things or they could just chill out give you something to vibe you know just a simple intimate atmosphere and that's what i appreciate about van halen they they have levels they have variety they are uh uh a band with with so much so many different uh sort of uh things in the pocket that they can pull out and they do throughout their d catalog and i think we've uh explored so much of it so far but it's nice it's nice to get a band that you know has you know dynamics and this is definitely a uh uh a, a song that demonstrates that they can be uh they can be dynamic they don't have to be the same one trick pony all the time so could this be magic? It was indeed magic. Maybe not explosive magic, but just subtle enough to still give you a good time. Like Sparkle Fingers in, in Thor, right? <laughs> Lord of Thunder. <laughs> There's a new Thor movie out. Have you guys seen it? I have. I'm drinking from my Thor cup. Right? I have, have Mjolnir here. Yes. 
Right. I have. I have not. I, I the last movie I saw was about airplane airplane pilots. And was it good? I, I really dug it. <laughs> I dug it too. All right, boys, it's game time. Let's do it. All right. As you can tell from the music, we're going to be playing a little game called Best of Both Books. That's right. I've marked passages from both David Lee Roth's autobiography, which I have right here, called Crazy from the Heat, and Sammy Hagar's book called Red, My Uncensored Life in Rock and Roll. So I'm going to read a passage from one of these books. You boys got to tell me what book it came from. Are you guys ready to play? All right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. All right, that's the spirit, Johnny boy. Here we go. Here's our first passage. Quote, Eddie always said I quit, and maybe I did. His attitude was that I always wanted to be a solo artist. He even attacked my work ethic. He and Alex told Kurt Loder of MTV News that I didn't want to work. I remember reading one article where Eddie said he was a lot older than us, and I don't think he really wanted to work like we did. Which book did this come from? Let's go to John Mariano first. You put too much of that in there. It's it's de- it's definitely Sammy. You think so? Okay. Yeah, it's for a moment there. For a moment, I thought it was Dave, but uh, yeah, I think I think it was that last bit, that very last bit about him being older or something. Like, yeah, that's the that's the Sammy quote, I think. All right, it was Sammy from Red. I, I thought because Dave's older than them too. I thought that would throw you off. Whatever. All right, both nah. jerks got that, it. It was it was honestly the Kurt Loder thing that gave it away for me because oh, yeah. as much as Loder was a newscaster, um, when when Dave quit, like it wasn't as much news when MTV reported stuff. That's true. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little story now here for the second one. Um, whenever there's a, a name mentioned um, in this passage, I'll I'll, I'll bleep it out so you guys don't know. But uh, passage number two says, and they quote. I remember coming back from vacation like this when I was in Van Halen. Valerie Bertinelli, there was always a little conflict between us, said, so where did you go on vacation this time? I said, we went to Tahiti and we climbed Mount Bali Ha. Have you heard of it? She said, no. I said, like in the musical South Pacific, Bloody Mary, the little lady in the, in the Moo Moo, with the dyed red peace points and says, this is where you'll find your love. She sings, Bali High is calling, Bali High beckons you. Are, you. are you familiar with that? She, she's an actress and said, no. I said, okay, Led Zeppelin, the immigrant song, you know where they go, ah, she said, yeah. I said, well, they stole that from South Pacific. I'm sure to this day, she thinks Led Zeppelin wrote South Pacific. I, th- I think that's Dave. That sounds like, that just, I don't, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're trying to throw us with like two Sammy quotes, but that to me sounds like something Dave would rant about. All right. It's, ri- it's written in Dave's voice. So if Sammy or Sammy's biographer somehow wrote that, they're writing for the wrong person. So your vote is for? Diamond Dave. Okay. And you're both correct. That is a passage from Crazy from the Heat. <laughs> that just, yeah, I just, I heard it. Like John said, it was like in, in Dave's voice. Like I heard it. I heard Dave asking <laughs> Pally Bertinelli, like all this shit, like, yeah, it makes more sense coming from him than it would Sammy. Good point, good point. All right, let's do another one here. Uh, this one says, and I quote, Nice to meet you, he said, and puked all over the floor. Here I was on my best rock star behavior, and this guy comes in and blows it all over my dressing room floor. Which book was that from? 
I think that is another Sammy. Okay. I feel like that. I, I I feel like that's a Dave. Hmm. Interesting uh, reasoning. It just to me it, it it feels like the band's a little bit younger in this story based on the story being told. Uh, you didn't give us much to go on. Like it's the opposite of the last two quotes where I felt <laughs> like they gave too much. This this is like the generic version of a yeah. quote. <laughs> Um, I've on and to be fair, if if John had said it was Sammy, I would have guessed Dave because I think. Uh, but I had to go with my gut, and I I think that might that that might be Sammy. But uh, if I'm wrong, then all fair. To be right. fair, Mark had the choice to say either because he went first. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> all right, and Mark got it right. That is from Red, the Sammy Hager oh. autobiography. So Mark is up one. Here we go. Let's do another one. Uh, and I quote, I would come to the dressing room from the hotel. I never did the sound checks to save my voice. And the two of them would be asleep on the couch or in a chair, meaning the Van Halen brothers. They never went back to the hotel for their nap. Everyone tiptoed around them. Which book did that come from? That's Sammy. All right, John says, Sammy, Mark, what are you thinking? Would Dave really care about saving his voice for soundcheck? I gotta, I gotta think no. So, well, I don't know. He, he's eccentric, so maybe so. But on my gut tells me that's another Sammy. So you both say Sammy? Yeah. You're both correct. Both mm. Sammy Hager quotes from Red. And finally, this is a quote from one of their books attributed to Edward Van Halen. Okay. And I quote, no fucking goddamn fucking way. We're not going to retrace any fucking old steps. We're not going to do any old songs or anything that even remotely sounds like any old song. We're going to write a fucking set of songs where it doesn't matter who the fuck singing, who the fucking singer is or how he fucking sings it. It's just going to be a good fucking song that anybody can sing. We're not going to do something. We're not going to do anything with any weird lyrics. We're going to do something where the lyrics are the lyrics that anybody could write. And we're going to go from there. In what book was that quote from Edward Van Halen attributed to? I mean, Mark can go first. I know this one hundred <laughs> percent. That I, I don't know how that isn't Diamond Dave. <laughs> He's absolutely talking about Diamond Dave in that quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're be both Dave. right. Yeah. That, that was from the greatest <laughs> hits era. Uh, that's just, again, you can hear it. You can hear Dave saying it. <laughs> well, and, and knowing a little bit more that we do now with uh, the way Eddie thought of uh, uh, Dave and having to work with him, uh, like on a different right, right. and all that kind of stuff, around the greatest hits time, uh, yeah, the back quote makes uh, total sense. So there you have it. Mark Kameyer is this week's winner on the best of both books. And now we wonder, uh, uh, we'll throw it to the audience. Uh, if you guys enjoyed that little segment, because we're going to keep doing it, I'm sure. Uh, how many of those did you know right off the bat? Uh, let us know. Tweet at us 
And the way you can do that is hit us up on Twitter at Podcast Will Rock. You know the drill because you participate in the polls, you interact with us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Let us know how you feel about the best of both books segments. Uh, thank you, Corey, for those. Corey, where can the good people find you if they want to give you a shout out and tell you how much uh, they know more about these books than you? Oh, absolutely. They can uh, let me know at CD Marset. And if they want to check out the other two shows I'm on, um, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. Um, as of this week, uh, the uh, the play the mixtape is full. Uh, so we're starting to have the conversation of what are we taking off to put a new track on. So that's going to be uh, very uh, contentious between me and John, I'm sure. Uh, we also do another show called Backtracks Theme Music, where we're talking about all of our favorite songs uh, from TVs and movies. Uh, this past week, we just dropped a show uh jeff saunders was back on the show and we talked about the theme from cheers so that was a lot of fun and he knows everybody's name uh john where can the good people find you other than on backtracks well i i, I guess here whenever Corey beckons me um so, so i just want to say to the folks tweet at these guys and somebody challenged mark and dethrone them to this game like, I know I lost today, but I feel like Mark's very beatable at this game. And somebody's got to show up because you guys, you Van Halen fans know this band way better than I do. Come and sweep the leg. Take Mark out. <laughs> wow. He's trying to Cobra Kai me. And not like the cool Cobra Kai like now, like today, back in the 80s when they were bad guys. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal, Mariano. You know, you, you could always throw The Last Samurai at him, though. Barry Gordy's uh, The Last Samurai in particular. The Shogun of Harlem, I think, still uh, owns Mariano. <laughs> Who's the master, Mariano? I forced Corey to watch that movie. I know, I know. I was trying to find a way to bring that up at some point, and that was perfect. I I, I am so proud. Like, if, if, if that podcast that we do does anything... And it's only made Corey watch that movie for the first time in his life. I've won. I paid money to rent that movie. Corey paid money to watch The Last Dragon, and he is all the better for it. Now he knows. Now he can join the pop culture reference conversation. I know about movie. the glow. I'm all about the glow. He's <laughs> all about it. Oh, man. Uh, and you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, feel free to... Uh, Come at me as I am the uh, best of both book champions so far. Try and dethrone me. Try and sweep the leg. But don't be surprised when you get the, uh, the illegal kick to the face. Um, but, that, you know, that's a story for another time. Uh, as the boys said, be sure to check out their show, Backtracks Aerosmith and Backtracks Theme Music, all here on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, as well as all of our shows. Think of a classic rock band. Think of a classic metal band. They're all here. They're all here. They're all, we got so many great people talking about these bands, great conversations, a lot of episodes. So if you want to get caught up, you better start now and basically just never stop. Um, but that is what we do here. We like to talk about the things that we love, the things that we, that, that give us such passion. And sometimes that is just good rock and roll. And that is why we're here talking about one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Van Halen, we are, and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.